Welcome to the Real View podcast, where Ohio realtors connect you to innovators and influencers, keeping you with the real view of real estate. Whether you're a broker, agent, first time home buyer, industry leader, or just happen to stumble upon our podcast today, you can expect to hear tips, tools, tricks, interesting information, and so much more from the experts in Ohio's real estate game. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Real View Podcast. I'm your host, Allison Wiley. With me today is our special guest, Jeremiah's J-Man Monero. He is a technology expert, guru, speaker, instructor. He will also be present and presenting at our 2022 convention in Cleveland coming up later this year in September. J-Man, welcome to the show. Yeah, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Jeremiah's J-Man Monero. I'm really excited to be here. Yes, we're super excited to have you on today's show to talk to us about this world of data and analytics. And this is a really cool topic. It's not something that we've spent an episode on yet on this show, so I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, for you to um, dive into this world, what it means for our industry and what it means uh, for our realtors. So, But before we get started on that, I have sure. to ask our signature question that we ask all the guests who join me on the Real View podcast, which is the name of the show is The Real View. And I want to yeah. know, what is the best view that you've ever seen? The best view that I've ever seen. Man, it's so hard because I, I do travel the country. You know, I have the opportunity to speak to so many great realtors all across the world. But I think the best view is any view that involves my family, yes. right? Because it's so lonely. If you go someplace, you're like, this is a really nice view. And then you're all by yourself. And uh, so I want to say it was Inspiration Point in Wyoming, uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, because I was able to hike to the top. It was one of those things you're like, this better be inspiring. This hike, by the time I get there, I better be inspired. You know what I'm saying? And so with the family and everybody and have everybody in front of me and the view, that was the best. I love that. Yeah, better be worth it if you're going to go through, you know, an extensive, right. exhausting hike. It better be worth it. This, I better be inspired at the top. I'll tell you what, we're going to rename this, <laughs> this trail here. I love that. No, no, I totally, totally get that. And always better with family. Absolutely, of course. So thanks for sharing. Thanks for playing along my little game. I want to talk about Fun. you and how you got started. Tell us a little bit about what you do for our industry and, and you know, what's what's been your career journey so far? So I'm a realtor member in Rochester, New York. I've been in business going on 17 years. I started in 2005. I was inspired by a not-so-great real estate experience. You know, I was a business owner. been an entrepreneur since I was in my 20s or strictly commissioned sales kind of a, a situation. I moved from New York City back to Rochester, where I was originally from. I didn't have a great real estate experience. I said, you know what? This guy is successful. I'm going to crush it. <laughs> so that's why I got in and just that's awesome and then how did you become this this tech guru, guru instructor and, and all the stuff that you oh. do now with technology I mean you're so good at yeah. what you do how did you kind of find your niche in the tech world yeah that's uh it started because I was I started so young in real estate right I was 25 when I first started and so they're always like I don't know go to J-Man he's <laughs> listen here kid help us with the tech and I'm always like oh. And while like I'm an elder millennial, I learned a lot of the technology that I that I talk about. It wasn't native. Oh, you were born with no, no. I remember when America Online came online. Like me, I remember getting that CD in the mail. You know? Yeah. And so it was originally it was people would come to me because I was a young person. I could help them with technology. And then as I started speaking, 
you know, locally, regionally, then nationally and internationally. I'm not just a tech speaker. I feel like, you know, some people are like, oh, this is this guy just speaks on technology. What I do is help people step outside their comfort zones and really achieve their true potential, right? Because you could have somebody come and say, you should do video, Ashley, and you're like, sure, but I, I don't like how I look, I don't like how I sound, or whatever the case may be. If I don't help you take that first step, like if I bring you to the cliff and I don't push you off and make you fly, then what good is it? So I feel like that's what I do. I help people step outside their comfort zones, achieve their true potential, and really excel and take care of their clients. Right? Yeah. I do real estate because I like to make a difference in people's lives. And then speaking is the same. It can exponentially affect uh, so many different people, help realtors take care of their clients. And then it's a ripple effect. Yeah. And we're super excited. I know I mentioned it in the intro, but you will be with us um, at convention. You're going to dive a little bit more into what we're going to talk about um, into today in today's show. I think you're scheduled for two hours of CE, which is awesome. So you will be with us giving a longer presentation of today's episode. But I do want to start with this world data and predictive analytics and what it means to someone who's not familiar. It could be, you know, a totally foreign concept. So I kind of want to just start at the beginning what is it and how is it used in our industry? What is it? So predictive data, I mean, the easiest way to explain it is we look at the data and try to predict future behavior based on past performance of, of indicators, right? Like if you're searching for moving boxes, moving trucks, you just, just had a baby, you know, all these different, there's different key indicators that says, okay, if these people are doing this, then it will lead to moving. Right or any you know any industry plug in any industry they look at the data and try to predict so that I can focus on the people that are more likely to transact in my business rather than everybody, right? Because if you're sending a postcard to somebody who just closed yesterday, that's a waste of your money, mm-hmm. right? But if they've been there seven years and they're searching for moving boxes and they're getting divorced and all these other things, they have equity in the property. You know, there's all these different things that factor in there, but without getting too nerdy, it's like, how does it work? It works great. Okay. It'll tell you who's more likely to sell so you can concentrate your efforts and work smarter, not harder. Uh, What are they pulling in? I know you mentioned a little bit about how it formulates to see who's most likely to purchase or or sell a home. What What sort of factors are they looking at and where are they getting this information from? Yeah, so there's millions of different data points depending on on the platform that we talk about. But the four main ones, right? You have social, right? Think of all the things. If I followed you on social media for a month, I would know more about you than you know about yourself, (laughs) right? From the things you like, from the things you comment, the things you share, who you interact with. So social is one. Your spending habits are another, right? What you're spending money on now helps me to determine what you'll spend money on in the future. Search history as far as like search queries, like if I hop on Google, right, these days, who looks in a telephone book or anything anymore? It's like, go into the Google, So my mom says. <laughs> go into the Google. And the fourth one is, is government data. So that's like the public, public record. That's where you, you, know, you factor in how long somebody's been there. The, the typical things that people get, how long somebody's been there their equity in the property, how many transactions are happening in that area, because we know sometimes there'll be no sales in a certain zip code, let's just say, or a subdivision, and then one pops, and then another, it's like popcorn, pop, pop, pop. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's like, 
now everybody's selling because do you hear what the Joneses got down the street? Holy cow, we're breaking <laughs> you know records. And and so all of that in a nutshell, like they track all of those things to give you a, a score depending on what it is. It could be zero to a hundred, and somebody who's like more likely to sell might be eighty to a hundred. So you you can get a daily notice that says, "Hey, J Man's an eighty-four. You better get on it." You know, before you see him on your hot sheet, just listen with somebody else. And that mainly how it's used in our industry is to identify kind of those individuals. And then do you know like how successful it is? So if you're getting a recommendation of this person is an 84 or whatever, does it turn out to be the case more oftentimes than not? How successful is this? Yeah. So the numbers, there was an independent study by a company not hired by the people who do the data, right? Because it's always like, well, who did the study? You guys did it yourself. Okay. That's not very accurate then, right? <laughs> the independent company that was hired that said, if from the people that are likely movers, 80 to 100, one out of five of those listed within six months. Wow. So one out of five, 20, you know, 20% of the people that they tell you, because I get it, you know, agents are non-believers sometimes because we, we get sold everything all the time all these like shiny pennies and here's your secret and here's your shortcut this isn't really a shortcut because they're not they're just saying this person's more likely to sell and they're in your database so probably contact them so for those of you who don't like cold calling i get it you know you don't like calling strangers you don't like door knocking these are people that are in your database so you should feel comfortable calling them if not you should feel comfortable looking at their property listed with another agent. This episode of The Real View is brought to you by the Ohio Association of Community Colleges. Ohio's network of community colleges provides accessible training that accommodates the busy lifestyles of aspiring real estate professionals at half the price of a traditional university. With convenient locations in every part of the state, as well as online options, Ohio's community colleges are your smart choice for pre-licensing education. For more details or to start the journey to a real estate career, visit the education page at ohiorealtors.org and then click on the pre-license course locations. Yeah, and and from what you've just shared, it seems like it ends turns out being worth it in the end, right? I mean, say I, I don't like cold calling, I'm not comfortable, you know, with that, but if you, to do it to get one really good client out of it, I think it's it's worth it in the end, right? And it's something that yes, it may be uncomfortable, but there is such a big benefit to it if you're doing it to the right people, and I think that's the key and that's kind of the whole point of this, right? Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, depending on the there's a number of different platforms, but depending on which one we're talking about. Like, let's say if you guys have Realist, I, I would imagine somewhere in the state of Ohio, right? They have one that's zero to a thousand. They track different, each one has their own specific algorithm. But if I, actually, you're looking in an area and you're like, I love this neighborhood and there's nothing for sale, I could then go, I could hop on Realist or I could hop on HomeSnap, I could hop on any, any number of the, the different programs and say, okay, in this neighborhood, show me the folks that are more likely to sell based on all these different secret sauce, if you will, the algorithm. And then now I can, I know these people are more likely to sell. Once you, you know, see the results, then you're going to be motivated. You're not, it's not going to be the person slamming the door in your face. They're going to go, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you're here. We were just thinking. And you're like, oh yeah, look, that's so weird. And really you have the crystal ball. You're going like this, tell me who's going to sell. And, yeah. You know, you can go and it, it's really like a happenstance kind of a scenario where people are like, 
I'm so glad you called or I'm so glad you texted. I'm so glad you knocked on my door because we were just thinking about it. Yeah, and that's kind of the cool thing about this. And I love you call, you call it the crystal ball. And I think that's, you know, in part of the name of your session that you're going to be presenting on in just a couple of months here. And it really kind of is that glimpse into what it would look like, you know, down the road as to who your client is going to be. What other advice do you have for agents when it deals with the predictive analytics and how should realtors use this as a part of their day-to-day strategy? Should it be the only thing they do? Should they kind of combine it, you know, with other strategies or what, what advice would you have for that? Yeah, I I think, you know, it's a combination of of all your strategies because like I said, depending on the platform, it could be maybe you're doing snail mail and you can concentrate on an area like SmartZip is another one. SmartZip uses predictive analytics to say, Hey, if you're going to send uh, mailers to this entire zip code, don't waste your money, send it to the people that are more likely to sell. Mm-hmm. Right? So you start there. Then I might say, okay, uh, this other program is telling me people that I should, that are interested in that same area. Maybe now I go knock on the door. Okay? Now the third program that I'm using, uh, HomeSnap, as I'm going through, says, oh, okay, th- here's the person's phone number. Now I call them. So it's like by air, by land, by sea, like every single way you can, all these different touch points. And then the last one that the reevaluate is, is one of my favorites because that's the one that has your sphere. Mm. And even if like you hit that 80 to 100 threshold, I can reach out soft, like a soft approach. But then I can also, getting again into social media, but I can add you to a customized audience and retarget you. So now you're going, honey? You're at home with your you know, significant other like, honey, I mean, I just keep seeing this J-Man guy everywhere. I think he's the one we should call for selling our home. And it's just, I'm just working smarter. You know, you're out there using the shotgun approach and the sniper approach will work way better if you know who's likely to sell. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you mentioned too, you know, you can get all these analytics and, and all this information sent to you and know who those people are out there that you should be looking at. But really it comes up to you and kind of what you want to do with that. Like the aftermath of that is so important. And um, what would you suggest to do? I know you mentioned kind of just a little bit of of how you should be contacting and and following these people, but what is the best practice as far as once you know who those people are, how you should go about really getting to know them? I feel like in today's world, we're in a permission-based marketing world, right? Like you should reach out with something of value, give ask. It's like, here, you know what? Here's our top five things to do to get your home ready for sale. I didn't know you were selling, but here's some, something that I'm offering, right? Or tax season, people are getting their tax money back now. Here's the top 10 home improvements to get the best return on your investment, right? Something of value. Because if you look at the, like the National Association of Realtors, they say people, you want to con- get, you know, connect with them when they're in that zero moment of truth, which is when they're doing the research. That's two to 24 months before they ever pick up the phone, send the text, walk into your office, they're doing research. So if they can go, oh wow, this agent is really adding value to my life, they're gonna pick you. It's, it's not, oh, here's my card. If you know anybody looking to buy or sell, please give me a call today. Like, that's 1986, okay? Wanting to buy a house is no longer in the business. <laughs> we gotta work, work smarter and just add value to people's lives. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's not going to, hey, this person's definitely going to sell. You reach out. You add value. Is everybody going to list right now? No. But if you can be a human being, connect with them, and especially when you're talking about your database, 
you reach out and they go, oh, yeah, you know, we're, you know who do you know you think would be uh, making a move soon? Oh, you know, I think somebody. It doesn't matter. Just stay in touch. Mm-hmm. Just stay in touch and add value. Maybe do a client appreciation party. But I like the soft approach. I feel like that's, that's the future of real estate. If we want to be, if we want to really bring up the level of professionalism in the industry, it's like stop trying to be a salesperson and just try to be a human being and connect with people heart to heart level. Mm-hmm. Right? It makes sense. You get tax deductions. It, none of that matters. What matters is I'm buying a house right now. I'm closing next month. Our house, we have our deadline for offers is this morning. <laughs> okay? And so I'm going through it myself. And to me, it doesn't matter what I'm paying for my house. What matters is that I get to see my kids running in the, in the neighborhood, in the front yard, and all that. Like, that's what's worth it. Like, when you can bring that, that feeling to somebody's heart, that's what we do in real estate, right? We change people's lives every day. And that's, you know, kind of what you should lead with. And I love that you said, you know, it may not happen right away. And if you contact this person, you know, you know that they're a top scorer on, on whatever, you know, the software you're using. But really, it comes down to just building that relationship and taking the time to do it. And whether it happens, you know, month one or month six, you know, it's more so about building that, right? And just the importance of strengthening that bond, strengthening that relationship so that, you know, whether they decide to sell down the line or not, they're going to know who they want to use just because you put so much time and effort. And I think people can tell, too, when you're genuine about it or not. Right. And, and there is, you know, like you mentioned, that soft approach. I think that there really is something to that because people are going to know, you know, what you're really in this for. Are you in it for, like you mentioned, the commission and the, and the credits and everything that you get? Or are you in it because you want to make, you know, their next move, you know, special and, and memorable right. and as smooth as possible? People can tell. And I think they think that they can tell more so than not. And that really comes across. And that could be a, maybe a mistake that... that um, you can see people make when it comes to this type of stuff. Is there any other, um, you know, stories or, or um, you know, with your experience working with this and, and working with realtors who are involved in this, um, have, yeah. what have you seen and what has that experience been like? Well, here's here's an interesting story. So I, I get I get a notice via text with one of the with reevaluate, let's say, because and it says this potential client of yours that's in your database is a ninety six. Okay. 96, like, better get on it. Yeah. You're going to see her on the hot sheet. And so, and she's actually, my mom's a hairdresser. So it's my mom's client who's referred to me over the years. And I've sold a couple of her properties. And so I send her a text and I said, cause I'm trying out different dialogues. Right. So I send her a text and I'm like, we're going to call her Wendy. Cause that's her name. I'm like, Wendy, my crystal ball tells me that you need a real estate superhero period. Is that true? And she, you know, just like, cause that's my personality, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm very lighthearted and I'm fun. I'm always joking with people. And she goes, she goes, OMG, that's so funny that you should contact me. She's like, my son, Chris, and my daughter, Casey, are both looking. Mm. Okay. Looking to buy. But what triggered such a high score is that the millennial mom, right? The, the mom of millennials, the helicopter parent, okay. That's like, I'll do everything for you, child. Right? Yep. <laughs> she was she was the one that was searching searching moving trucks, searching oh. storage. So all of this triggered a high score. So it's it's interesting. Like the data doesn't lie, but you have to think about data and then behavior because she is acting like 
a potential client, but she's doing it on behalf of her children. So while it was wrong, it was still very true. Yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, there was still, it still connected you to a potential, you know, person, a potential client that you could work with. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what does the future of this look like as we're talking about crystal balls and, and predictions and all of this stuff that can yeah. make our future, you know, so much easier as, as um, realtors? What does the future of this look like? I mean, if you think about the, what we're talking about here, you know, these companies get all this information about us. They have it on you and me. They have it on everyone, you know, in our circle. <laughs> what is that going to look like into the future? Is it going to get more creepy? Is there going to be more factors thrown into it? What can we expect, you know, in, in the world of predictive analytics in the next few years? I, I think, you know, data is the new currency, right? Why are they going to even waste money on ads to strangers if they already know who's more likely to to buy their products, any company, all of the big companies, I think it is going to get, as you say, even more creepy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I want a restraining order on data, please. Yeah. Don't stop. Uh, but it, I think it, it will be. But I think as agents, as we've all seen just unprecedented appreciation in our markets, like I'm in Rochester, New York, which is similar to a lot of markets throughout Ohio. And we were always like single digit appreciation, like the steady eddy is what economists would call us. Okay. The steady eddy of upstate New That's York. That's funny. Upstate. <laughs> and it's like, but now we're seeing like 20% year over year, like it's unheard of. So I think as we still need inventory or houses to sell, this is going to become more and more important because as we need it, and there might be less buyers in the market because interest rates rising, then it's going to be more important. Mm -hmm. And because your properties may not sell right away because you overpriced it. You overpriced it for six months ago, and now the, the pricing needs to be a little bit different. And, and so I think that's, that's going to be the big difference. I have a lot of listings, and being able to handle those listings when they don't sell. Right now, you got your systems down because it'll sell in hours. Or if you have delayed negotiations, you, you can handle that like a champ. But if you've been in the business less than two or three years, you won't know or you haven't known what it's like to talk to a seller after 120 days that it hasn't sold. And you don't really have anything good to say except, please trust me for more time and yeah. we'll sell it. You know, so I think, you know, having. Have, having the listings, pricing it right, and you know, working with your buyers to be the best buyer that they can be so that they're more likely to win in multiple offer situations. Yeah, so true. And I think too, just the saves so much time. Like I'm hearing you talk about this and to me it's like, oh, if I know, you know, who I should really be focusing my efforts on, that's going to help me save, you know, 20% of my work week because I'm only going to focus on the people that, you know, are really good, you know, prospects for me, right? Is that something you've seen yeah. too is just that that time saving too? Yeah, I mean, on, on your, your prospecting, your marketing and working with the people, like that's why I love the database mining because those are people who already know that you've done a great job for them or you're connected with them in some way so it's much warmer. You don't have to prove yourself. And like you said, as a time saver, working with buyers, I mean, you're spending more time with buyers than ever before, than mm -hmm. ever before, right? It used to be I'd show, you know, three to 10 houses. We'd get a buyer in contract, no problem. Now we're writing 10 to 15 offers, right? So I'm married to these folks for a 
three, six months, you know, yeah. and some of them a year. You never, never know. It's, it's, uh, takes up a lot more. It's a larger investment of your time. So you can spend less time on the things that you really should be doing as a business owner, marketing yourself, being top of mind, you know, getting that top of mind awareness out there. So this will definitely help you to do that in less time. Yeah. And what advice would you give to realtors who are just maybe starting out in this world or who haven't really made this a part of their strategy yet? How should they um, get started? You know, what's what's the first step of really diving into this world and making it a part of your everyday business? First step is to register for conference and attend yes. my <laughs> session would be the second step. Yes. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's and I talked to somebody yesterday who was like an engineer in their past life before, stop trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. How does it work? It works great. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you really need to just apply it over time, consistency over time, and you'll see that it really does work. It works better than you going door-to-door and handing your business cards out or you going to the coffee shop and putting your freaking business card on the, on the bulletin board there. Like, that's a good strategy. Mm-hmm. All these antiquated methods of marketing, if you don't, evolve, you're not going to be around, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, the tech savvy, social media, video doing agents are going to eat your lunch. So <laughs> <laughs> you better just get on it. It doesn't matter if you've been in the business a day or I think the biggest challenge is for agents who've been in it a, a while, 20, 30 years, because they're so used to doing things a certain way. Like this is the new way. Uh, use the, the data and the predictive analytics because it works. Yeah, data doesn't lie, like you said. Yeah, it it doesn't. I mean, you can lie to yourself, but the data will never (laughs) lie, and the MLS hot sheet will never lie. If if you track it, if you for the managers and broker owners out there, you get these programs, and then you track it for your agents, and then just just go put a little paper on the door every time something that they should have listed from their database, Mm -hmm. right, gets listed by somebody else. Then they'll be like ten G's, fifteen, twenty, all the all the money that they're not getting because. They're not doing the right things. Yep, not finding those little gems that are out there just waiting to to be discovered. So before we wrap up, I want to hear a little bit about what you're going to be talking about at, at convention. I know we briefly discussed some of it on this podcast, but what can we expect yeah. from your presentation? And we're super excited to have you with us in person. I know you're going to bring the fire and bring the energy, so we're super excited about <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's two hours, right? We said two hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be an expanded version of what we're talking about. I'm going to go into all every single platform that's available currently. I'm not going to push any one platform because uh, just like we have discussed, choose your own path, mm-hmm. right? You, you might, there's different, different strokes for different folks. So we're going to talk about all the different ways that you can use predictive analytics, but then also how you can take that data and create a marketing strategy because the data is one part of it, but if you don't market it and prospect it correctly, then in, it's a waste of time and money. And I promise we will have fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> two, two hours with me, you're going to be like, yo, what just happened? You're going to leave it like that was an experience. And that's <laughs> it's it's going to be fun. I believe in edutainment, right? So, so I'm going to teach you something, but you're going to be entertained as well. Uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. Uh, we're going to do some hands-on stuff. We'll talk about prospecting. Uh, prior to real estate, I, I've knocked on tens of thousands of doors. So from a prospecting perspective, we're going to get you there. Yeah, you're going to, I can't wait to hear more about, about your stories and the good and the bad and the success and, and the challenges. And <laughs> it's going to be a good time. And, and um, we can't wait to have you um, just in a couple months. So very exciting. And thanks so much for joining me on this and sharing a little bit about your session. And, you know, so much more to come here in the fall. But I appreciate you joining and sharing a little bit about it. And we'll see you in just a couple months.
Yeah, we'll see you real soon. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Real View. That wraps up today's episode. You can keep up with the latest on the podcast at ohiorealtors.org slash The Real View and on Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Have questions, comments, or suggestions? We want to hear from you. Email us at podcast at ohiorealtors.org. We'll see you next time.